You got you got the burps out of your system? Are they all gone? You ready? Shut to, up! You ready to go? Okay, good. We're back. It's episode two. Woo! It's time for the swirl. Ow! It's time for the swirl. A girl and a girl. No, boy and a girl. A boy and a girl. Oh, yeah. Come on. Hey. It's time for the swirl. It's time for the swirl. A boy and a girl. Oh, yeah. That was the second. So now we do the first. The, the, the girl is black. The boy is white. Hey! A swirl attack. Hey! Gonna make you feel alright. Okay, now you're adding a lot of riffs, David. I, that's right. That's what I did. <laughs> is that what you do? That's I week, had no idea that was what you did. That's week two. That's week two. See? Okay, so I just want to really understand. So it's like, the girl is black. Hey! And the boy is white. Uh huh. Hey, you want to. And it's gonna happen. The swirl attack. The swirl attack. Gonna make, gonna you, feel make you feel alright. That's yeah. it. Okay. That's it. <laughs> Got it. That's it. I worked on that this week. I can tell. <laughs> a little bit. It's very, it's like set, but like really not. Not. Hi, everyone. It's week two. It's week two. We're back. We've gotten a lot of feedback from all of you. It's been very exciting. No one asked for it, but I'm so glad that I've gotten it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Thank you for those of you who listened last week. Um, we we just hit record. Yeah. Um, we didn't really think too much about it. I just knew if we didn't launch in, that it would never happen. We, we gotta launch. You guys have, know what we mean. We have to launch. You gotta. You can't. Because you, you you can't overthink it. I've learned so much about podcasting since I started podcasting. And if you know David Goldsmith, <laughs> the words. You can't overthink it are hilarious yeah, because that's all he does. Pretty much. I haven't thought of the podcast, honestly, once. Yeah. Um, we were supposed to do it this morning. We were supposed to do it last night. Yeah. And then this morning we were supposed to do it. And now it is 6 o'clock on Wednesday. It's 5.16. It's 5.16 on Wednesday we are doing the podcast. I think that they should come out on Thursdays. I don't know why, but I just feel like Thursdays is kind of like interracial... Interracial Thursday. Interracial. <laughs> so we're working our way toward Thursday because we started on a Tuesday night. Uh-huh. Now the second one's moving to a Wednesday One afternoon. step closer. And by next week we'll be at... Thursday! Interracial, interracial Thursday. Thursday! That's what we'll do. <laughs> so the other thing is, is that I actually bought what is called a Samson G-Track Pro microphone. Mm-hmm. For the sound quality. So when we just sang that little... Did it sound different? I don't know if it sounded different, but I will no, say... No, I'm asking the people. Yeah. But I will say it definitely... It shot the um, the the, uh, the decibel level th- really right through my GarageBand program on my... Uh, on my We're computer. very high tech here. We're using GarageBand. <laughs> Suddenly. And microphones that look like... Big black dicks. So, okay, you know what? Is it too much? No, I don't think it is. No, it's just when he brought it out, I was like, oh, well, that <laughs> looks like something I've seen before. What, anyway. Okay. So we're going <laughs> to, I'll take a picture of it and I'll post it on the website we don't have. And yeah, we be, ain't got no website. Oh, wait, well, we technically do. It's our wedding website. That's true. We could, we could try to adapt the wedding website over to our podcast <laughs> website. Um, but like I said, this is the swirl. 
with Brie and Dave. That's the name is of the show. Is it Brie and Dave or Dave and Brie? Oh, I think you like go Like Dave and Buster's, but Dave and Brie. I think you go first. Brie. I think so, too. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, not only do you go first, also it's alphabetical. So if I went first, we'd be making some sort of weird statement where oh, I... Oh, shh. We have a little accident. We had a little accident with so with the water. We were being creative. Well, I spilled it on my computer again. But you had a which close. is how the so fine. first no computer died. But no, oh well, no one. No, it's to fine. Work. It's closed. It's fine. It was closed. Um, I know that was really. We'll edit this out. No, we really won't. <laughs> so I don't have that technology. <laughs> I mean, I do, but why bother? Anyway, hi everybody. The swirl with Bree and Dave. Yes. Also, we're holding on to Swirl Life just because we don't want anyone to use it. So know that. Yeah, but we're not using it. So. Um, so I actually I have a, I have some ideas for segments that can maybe be recurring segments. Ooh, David has ideas. I do, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna unleash those. You know, he's going to unleash them as the time you know strikes. In the meantime, here we are. In the meanwhile. That's a good one, babe. And that's it. Can you guys name that musical? Next week, call in, honey. DM me. Okay. I, I can name it. I know yeah, but no one is. wants to hear you name it, David. Okay. <laughs> we're, doing the, we're doing the water experiment again. I don't know if you can hear it. But that time it didn't go badly. So, babe, how's your week been? What's new? Well, the what week... are your top thoughts? Okay, so my top thoughts are my braids. Oh, we got to talk about these braids. Uh, I went on YouTube and I watched, oh, I don't know, close to 50 YouTube tutorials on how to install jumbo box braids um, because I wanted to have a style because I'm just like, as most of you know, you've been in quarantine. First of all, you can't get your hair done. And now you can, I think, in most places, but I was like, you know what? We're spending, one thing that I've learned from this pandemic is how much money we don't need to spend, right? Mm. So like I was cutting David's hair very well. Great job, babe. You wouldn't know it because he went back to his hairstylist last week, but Had to. whatever. Had to. Phase two, you get it. Anyway, um, shout out to Pam. Um, That's right. But I was like, you know what? I'm not getting any weaves in. I'm not having, I, I, let me buy like things where I can still have my natural hair and I don't put any heat on it, on it so that it can grow. So I've been doing things like the rice water challenge, which is uh, very hot right now, people. You ferment rice water and then you spray it in your hair. It's a lot to handle. Look it up. Let me know how it goes. Um, and then I'm also putting in these braids. So it took me six hours, but I put in long, beautiful braids. Six and a half, but worth it. Okay, whatever. And I wanted you to know, I made a list of, I, I did notes this week for what topics we were going to discuss. Well, you asked me what is on my head for this week, David. And I'm saying, I just want you to look at oh, that. Oh, braids? Was okay, there. great. So that's number, <laughs> sorry, I was about to get upset, but I'm okay. Um... <laughs> And then what else is on my mind is our weekend away. Mm. We got to go to um, Bucks County um, to this town called Newtown, PA, Pennsylvania, which is like just after the border um, between New York and or New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Yeah. And it was only about an hour and 40 minutes away. We had this lovely cabin. We made all this delicious food and got to grill. They had a gas grill. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 
We had a big deck. We had a trampoline in the back and lots of grass and there were fireflies and it was just so perfect. So this is our first time, David and I's first time leaving New York City since the pandemic. So in the last 16 weeks, uh, we've been here in the city braving it. It's been great, but it was nice to just like have a moment. Now, you know, of course I was like, uh, where are we? Cause yeah, I wasn't sure. We didn't know. We were just like, mm, are people in Pennsylvania? Is this a red state? Like, are they going to try to lynch me? I don't know. Well, they say it's Pennsylvania is, is New York on one side, California on the other, and Alabama in the middle. Is that what they say? They do. And I didn't know if we were going to be in the Alabama part, you know, Bucks County. But what I will say is... Well, Bucks County, though, I don't know, you guys probably know there's a theater there that has a lot of, like, Broadway tryouts. So if it's a theater town, it's pretty safe to say it's going to be liberal. So we were fine. We were fine. But I just, I get nervous because, you know, all these racists right now, they're feeling very (laughs) empowered. Yeah, and they're feeling defensive and they're feeling like, oh, I hate the protests and I'm going to really show them I hate black people now. And I'm scared. I'm actually really scared that someone will just, I'll, I'll come across the wrong person and they'll decide they want to just like do harm to a black person. Yeah, so, it's not amazing. I have my antennae way up when... Uh, we, we all did. Um, that's the great thing about having a family that really communicates well and gets along is that we were all like, let's see about this town first. Now, one of the things we used to talk about when we were working on our pilot was, because we were traveling a lot of places in those days, mm-hmm. and we'd go from like state to state, or we were in London at one point, and we were in Atlanta at one point, and we were just thinking, it's so interesting to go to a place as a couple, as a swirly couple, and see what the reaction is, because you yeah. really don't know. And the most indelible impression I had was when we were in, we were in Atlanta, um, we were there actually uh, to see um, the out-of-town production of The Prom, which was really lovely. Yes. And now I will say, obviously, it's the urban center. It's the more collegiate part of you know, part of that state and probably anywhere else in the state wouldn't have been what it was. But we really weren't sure just going around in Atlanta what that was going to be like. They were into it. They loved Oh, it. they loved us. And we, were, we stayed at this really cute hotel that was right across from like a LGBT bar yes. and we sat on on the deck and had drinks and, and I didn't know it was an LGBT bar there were tons of flags everywhere but I didn't really it was like oh it's cute it's a little deck it's got lights hanging this is just a regular bar and then we, as we were sitting there I was like babe everyone is lesbian those flags were rainbow flags they babe. were rainbow flags and it was fabulous and I was like oh we're safe those you know. flags were not Confederate flags. Nobody was worrying about Confederate flags in Atlanta. No. But you know, also, it's the South, so everyone's very polite because they have Southern hospitality and manners. So if they're racist, they're a little very covert about it. But we were surrounded by Chocolate City, so it was fabulous because yeah. it was all like really progressive uh, black folks. And also, this was in the day when we all thought that uh, you know, things were going to go a certain way. Obama was in the White House, as I recall, at that time. Yes, um, yes. So, you know, that's how uh, that's how the world can change. It can change like that. Mm-hmm. I'm just um, listening yeah. to your transitions because it seems like you've practiced them. But... Oh no, this is just me. Oh, okay. This is just this is how I roll. But um, but I do have notes for this week. All right, let's do it. Okay. So, oh, and. So, okay, I there was one thing, this is, okay, 
Spit it out, honey. You know what? As soon as you talk about transitions, my transitions just go to hell. I shouldn't have made him nervous. You know what I mean? It's just like it's like performance anxiety now about transition. It's like erectile dysfunction. It's 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 uh, transitional dysfunction. dysfunction. Yeah. Yeah, and there's no pill for that. Uh, I bet you there is. It's probably mm-hmm. a beta blocker. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you know, whoa, we got to do call out, call in. So we don't have That's to do that. at the end, right? Well, there's another segment I want to do. Should I do oh, the other segment? Oh my Jesus! Oh, let's do this. Okay, I'm gonna do. Okay, here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring in. I'm going to bring in the new segment. I'm springing this on Brianna. Okay. She doesn't know what it is. Now, if I had an echo effect, I would use the echo effect, but I don't. So it's just going to be me. You ready for this? You ready for the new segment? <laughs> it's called This Week in Gaggery. Ah, which is very similar to Meanwhile from the Colbert Show. It's like Meanwhile, but Got it's it. This Week <laughs> in Gaggery. He's doing a whole thing with his hands, and it's it's just a lot. You of can imagine physical, it, though. But yeah. So here's what this week in gaggery is. I think once a week we should just kind of reflect, like look back on like what's the thing that really gagged us. Now, hmm. for my people, the Jews. The Jews, not not uh, colonizers. No, 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 not the colonizers. Um, I, I there's this expression. Oh, what a gag! What a gag! I'd never heard that before I met Brianna, and I didn't know what it meant. And then I would hear like Brianna using "what a gag" and Cody using "what a gag, what a gag." I was gagged, and gag can be it can be a great thing, like oh my god, I saw you know I heard Audra sing this thing. Uh, what a gag! Or you know I gagged. Or, but it can be a terrible thing. Because you were speechless. You were like caught off guard. You you were gagged. You honey, you couldn't even speak. It was so fabulous. Or it could be something that was so hideous that you couldn't even speak. But and you have horror, to, horror, and you have to pick it up in context. So this week in gaggery will be when you look back, babe, and you think about what what's the thing this week that really just mm. really gagged. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna lead off. So while I'm leading off, you think you, you can you can think if anything comes to you. Here's here was my week in this week in Gaggery. This Mount Rushmore stuff. I, I don't really know that much about it. I know he made a speech that was Oof. a mess. Oh, he was. Well, well, listen, but when does not, he not make a speech? We're going to try to not talk about him. That's my commitment to you, the viewer, Thank the, you, the listener. Gosh, we're going to try not to talk about him. But I want to talk about just for a second this Mount Rushmore thing. Because so you and I, babe, we had like. As I recall, there were like two places in America when we first started to date. Oh, yeah. That we were like, let's go to these two places we've never been. And the first one was Nolens. No- <laughs> yes, Nolens. <laughs> Which we did. Which we did in 2018. We took a six-day trip there. We stayed at the Royal Sinesta down in the quarter. Mm. And it was Fabulous. Oh. We ate so much good food. You know, the usual for New Orleans. And then we went to that street, which I always forget the name of that street. Frenchman. Frenchman Street. We listened to these incredible musicians. Yeah. Honestly, just incredible. Yeah. So New Orleans was absolutely worth it. We want to go back. Yes. The, the second place. Not right now. The numbers is high. Yeah, that's true. We're not going anywhere right now, babe. No, we're not going anywhere. We barely went to Bucks County. Yeah. The other place we've always said we want to go is, innocently, Mount Rushmore. We even looked at, like, flights to Mount Rushmore, and it was like, it's really hard to, like, get there. We, we, did, a, we did a master class together at a school, at a college in Fargo, North Dakota, and we were going to drive mm-hmm. down, but it was like an eight-hour drive, so we didn't do it. 
So we've really always had in the back of our mind this let's go see Mount Rushmore. It's this beautiful, you know, monument. So again, you sort of know, you know, you, you know Jefferson, you know, you know Sally Hemings, you know Lincoln freed the slaves, um, and you know George Washington probably had a, a, a like a, a, a misbegotten dental arrangement and a few um, a few slaves, um, enslaved people. Um, but here's the thing. I didn't know. And this is my This Week in Gaggery, part two. That this, <laughs> this thing, this Mount Rushmore thing, like the whole project was this one guy. Um, his name was Gutsan Borglum. And he wanted to do this. And he got money to do this. Um, and he got to decide who he wanted to put on this mountain. Now, to do this, he had to break a treaty. He had to get the government to break a treaty with the, um, with the indigenous people who, whose land that was, which was a treaty, so like not a thing you should be doing. Okay, bad enough. Um, there was a, uh, a woman who came along, um, Rose Arnold Powell, who wanted to put uh, Susan B. Anthony um, on this great stone faces and uh, got Eleanor Roosevelt to write the guy Gutson Borglum to do, and he opposed it. He was like, no, I'm gonna do what I want. I want my four white men. Um, hmm. Now, just parenthetically, uh, I, what I love about the story is that it was like this one guy and he was this artist and he got to decide what he wanted and they were like, oh yeah, okay, do it. And it's a gorgeous piece of work. But here's the thing. <laughs> This guy is responsible for something called another project called the Stone Mountain Project in Georgia that memorialized Confederate leaders. And even though they completed that without him, he formed bonds with the Ku Klux Klan, went to their meetings to secure funding for this Confederate Stone Mountain Project, and then became this like famous white supremacist anti-Semite. He had these letters in this book called Great White Fathers. Um, and, and, uh, and, and that's the guy who, we have a white supremacist Ku Klux Klan, basically leader, brilliant artist, makes the, <laughs> makes the great stone faces and decides how he's gonna do it on this stolen uh, indigenous land. Okay, yeah. Right, so it's not just as bad as you thought it was. It's like layers and layers actually worse. <sighs> now, I'm just throwing that at you, babe. I'm overwhelmed by that. First of all, that was a history lesson. You're welcome. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> David is available for homeschooling for a small fee. Um, not that small. We need to work. Yeah. Uh, I mean, am I surprised? Well, no, I'm not. So America is built. It, it was like built in tandem with this belief that white was a superior race and that we should celebrate white people who have treated black people like animals. And that's like the secret about it all. And it's really still a thing in the police force. I, I'm just not surprised by it. It's upsetting because I really wanted to see 
I know. Freaking Ra- Mount Rushmore, really and that's did. upsetting. And it's still an amazing <clears throat> piece of art. But when you know the history of it, it's upsetting. However, this is that discussion of like, when is too far? Like, I don't want to, s- and I don't sit around celebrating those presidents. That's just not a thing I do. I would celebrate the artist because anybody who carves faces into to big old mar- mountains is amazing. Um, but. Are you supposed to just detach from the historical value of it, from the person and their beliefs? I mean, I guess you are. It's the same thing of like Michael Jackson. Like, am I supposed to stop listening to Beat It? (laughs) Even though in Thriller, they're freaking amazing. But I can't play his music because he's a pedophile. So it's just... This is that question, right? It's the same? Let me ask you... Yeah, I think that's actually... that's a. Frankly, that's a brilliant um, uh, parallel. Um, but but my question for you is: Should the great stone faces on Mount Rushmore be taken down, like the no. Confederate statues um, of 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 men who were clearly treasonous and, and at war against America? Those statues, Robert E. Lee and whatnot. I think we can agree. There's no need for those anymore. Right. Those can be. Those can be relegated to uh, museums and what needs to be are completely fucking rewritten history textbooks. Yes. But do we take down the do we take down Mount Rushmore? Do we take down the Washington Memorial? Do we take down the Washington Monument? And if not, why not? Well, this is it's we have this conversation. It's complicated, right? Like human beings are complicated. They do wonderful things and then they also do awful things and George Washington is the founder of our country yes was it based in like in the place we'd love for it to be based no but it's the reason that we're all here and we're all able to achieve the American dream in different degrees because obviously we all know systemic racism has affected all of us but like i don't know it's it's can we can we just like the washington monument is beautiful i don't want to get rid of it it's also the site of all the million man march right yeah or was that the lincoln memorial i mean it that that i think the washington monument is that 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 area is where you know, historic protests have you yeah, know, I mean, for it's, decades and, and been held. Look, we took a Segway tour around D.C. and hit all the spots. I've been worked in D.C., been in D.C. many times. And it's like it is always inspiring to me to see where our country has come from and where it has so far to go. And I'm invigorated by everything that's happened at these places. Um so I don't, I don't know. It's it's really difficult. I think the statue should definitely come down because it's weird. It's just like these people were wanting to secede from America. So what are you talking about? Why are we celebrating them? That doesn't make any sense on like a nationalistic moment. But then like Mount Rushmore, I'm like, who's on Mount Rushmore again? So Jefferson. That would be, uh, Washington, Jefferson, Theodore Roosevelt, and Abraham Lincoln. Well, we love Lincoln. <laughs> Um, and again, Roosevelt is one of those weird choices that, yeah. like, like, I always wondered, like, well, wait a minute. So, but it was like, it was a kind of a contemporary of Gutzenborglum. And, uh, you know, it was, he was about preserving the... Gutzen uh, who? Uh, yeah, exactly. The, the um, by the way, uh, Gutzen did not live to finish 
uh, Mount Rushmore. It was finished by his son. But um, yes, I know that. But anyway, yeah, uh, you know, Theodore Roosevelt's about like the national parks and um, environment and all that. So he's about mm. the preservation of the. Of yeah. the, of the I don't know. It's just, can can you celebrate the good things that those people did, or does is everything canceled because they own slaves? And look, there are people who think everything should be canceled, and maybe I sh- maybe people feel like I should be that way because I'm black. But I'm like, look, there are black people who were incredible, Martin Luther King, but we know the history on him as well. Like he's a complicated man. He did incredible things. He led incredible movements. So are we supposed to not have that beautiful, beautiful monument in D.C. and the one here in New York anymore? Can we not still celebrate what he did? You know, it's it's really, really difficult. Um, Are we the worst thing we've ever done? Yeah, that's a really good question. What's the worst thing you've ever done, David? Well, I want to get back to us because this podcast is about us. And technically, we only have two minutes left if we're doing a half hour. Wow. It really went by quickly, didn't well, it? Well, your history lesson took most of the time, Jesus. Okay. Well, I just, I just before we go. I'd but say, I love this conversation. Yeah. Well, that's all that matters, babe. Aww, that you love it. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I think you're, you're hitting on, on this this opportunity that I see in something like Mount Rushmore, that rather than tear it down, um, because these men were complicated and they did amazing, great things, as well as horrific Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. blind spots of, you know, great uh, uh, inhumanity and cruelty, that that both can exist in one person yes. in any group of people yeah. is is I think a really valuable lesson for us as human beings. Uh, we talked about this, and I will be the one to say this because we did speak about this being taught. I think we're both horrified by what we were not taught in school, and you know I I'm younger than David, 22 years younger than him. So you would think that like the books would have been even more like up to date with real history, but they were not. And uh, it's very select what we learned, right? And it would be really cool to start learning when you're a kid that people we lift up, that we call our founder, our founding fathers, whatever, that they were complicated because it actually gives you as the the student the permission to be complicated as well. I just think there are a lot of people in this world who they feel like they have to be a certain way or they need to be this way academically or whatever. And, And it's interesting when you can just go, well, look, George Washington was complicated too. So, so so you know like did he did he never tell a lie no he he actually told many lies he actually worked really hard to keep his slaves 300 of them and it's just like i think if people know that they they relax a little bit so there's not these crazy standards or this feeling like you have to live up to something yeah we've 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 made it impossible you know to to run for office or to you know to be a leader I and mean, we you know i remember I remember how before Trump, there was the, the the biggest thing you could be called out for was being a flip flopper, mm. you know. And 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 I think if we can forgive, 
if we can forgive or find a way to accommodate the idea that there's good and bad in, in all people, that then, you know, we can have a more sophisticated way of thinking about ourselves. And yeah. if we can have a more sophisticated yeah. way of thinking about ourselves and can forgive ourselves for the dark and the, and the light, for the good and the bad, then, then we don't have to, we can be kinder to each other, which I would ultimately love to see. Yeah, because that's where why we are where we are. I, I think this pandemic, look, there's a lot of reasons why it's as big as it is and why it even got here, of course, politically. But there's also this thing of when, when it happened, I said to David, like, oh, yeah, this doesn't feel weird, though, because honestly, we couldn't continue on the path we were on. Like... I just think yeah, it's unsustainable. Everything about everything we were we were doing, and and I hope that we just don't go back to what it was because we're using the Earth's resources. We're using them up. We're creating our own that are toxic. We are uh, we are completely disconnected, like real connection to people because we're so far along in technology that we have an excuse to be. And it's just not okay. And what I love about the pandemic, I love the pandemic, is because it made us go, what actually matters? Well, what actually matters is just like food to stay alive, exercise to stay healthy, and people we love that we're surrounded by, or and if we're not surrounded by people, like an activity we love, what do we want to get back to that we haven't had time to do? And I love that we've been able to sort of reevaluate what's important as a society, and I and also like how much money we're spending. We don't need to spend that much money. You know, so it's been really cool. I feel... Well, I love that the, the, one of the things that we've decided is important is that we get our racial shit together, at least attempt to again. Ugh. That we revisit it. That well, we see yeah. how we're all connected. Because we are all connected by these fucking microbes that are killing us. So we are all connected in well, every this way. Is, this is the, like this whole thing of like people asking, well, why George Floyd? You know, I don't know. I believe George Floyd was anointed to pass that day. Unfortunately because his death is much more than George Floyd. You know what I mean? It's his death will mean probably much more in life because it has sparked this international sort of revolt. And if it hadn't happened when it happened, he exactly. would be he would be Philando Castile or Tamir exactly. Rice or he would just be it would be another horrible story and we'd keep moving on. But because we were all home, we were forced to be home. People who who go to work every day and don't watch the news and don't think about other you know, other cultures or other people other than themselves were forced to sit and look at that for yeah. eight minutes. It's so... And, and, and it changed It changed a lot of minds and hearts. And those, when you look at the polls now of, you know, of, of what uh, perception people have of, uh, of police brutality, it's entirely flipped on its head from six years ago when those questions really were being answered. So... Yeah. Unfortunately, it has to be, you know, we have to lose, we have to lose people to uh yeah to see what we have his life was really it was that moment was like indelible and historical now you know and by the way before we go um uh, we still have not arrested the cops who killed brianna taylor so i have to tell you though really one kind of funny thing is that i was talking to my friend ashley on marco polo 
And are we going, really? Because I just feel like we didn't get to talk about a lot of stuff. Well, look, you know, we made this rule, but rules are made to be broken. Now, we are kind of technically five minutes over, but we're, we're giving you an extended... We still have the call-in, call-out Unplugged. section to do. We got call-in, call-out to do. Okay. So, anyway, I was talking to my friend Ashley in Kansas City, and we were Marco Poloing. And she was at the, she was doing something truly Caucasian. She was at the, cauc- she was at the Caucasian fields. No, she was at the. <laughs> oh, I love and the she's... Caucasian fields. Never <laughs> go anymore, but I do have wonderful memories. She's not Caucasian, okay? But she was blueberry picking. And. As you do. She was with her friends. And there's a little boy named Zeke, who we love, um, who, uh, Zeke has grown up. I haven't seen Zeke in years. Um, last time I saw him, he was maybe two or three, and he's like six or seven now. Anyway, and she goes, oh, I'm talking to Brianna. Can you say hi to Brianna? And he's like, who's Brianna? And then I heard him in the background go, Brianna Taylor. <laughs> and oh, it was Lord. like, and I, it was a sad moment for me because oh, I was like, no, oh, man. That's not right. <laughs> I was just like, there. this is wrong on so many levels. And also like, So, babe, next week you'll have a This Week in Gaggery, okay? That's I the... have a This Week in Gaggery. Oh, let's go. So, as you guys know, I don't know. I have, st- <laughs> I have ideas, Give it but a I try. didn't know. I threw this at you. Yeah, so, okay, my dog, who's 13, her name is Obi. She is uh, now wearing a diaper because she's got some serious urinary incontinence issues. And because <laughs> I am an OCD mother, I'm like, she needs surgery no she doesn't need surgery but she needs an ultrasound so that i can rule out cushing's cancer or any tumors say a prayer for obi she i think she's fine you guys her energy is still great disposition's great she's got the arthritis she's got the arthritis she, she that, that's that that sitting down is, is not what it doozy. used to be it's yeah. a doozy but i can understand that i'm 35 and i'm still like oh babe she's fine everyone but anyway, so my the gaggery is that if you want to get an ultrasound for a dog, and it literally is 15 minutes long, um, it can cost you anywhere from 475 to $550 for a 15-minute procedure. So I just want you to know that because at this point, juncture in our life of pandemic life where we don't have a career... Um, $500 is a lot of money to me. So I was gagged at yeah. that to me. So that was This Week in Gaggery. Pew, pew, pew. That's it. That's it. Well, next week we'll put that all together. Sure. It'll be, it'll make a little more sense. Now, should we do call, call out, call in this week? Do you well, have a call? We're out, over. Call Why not? Do you and have I'm a call not out, even call recording out? anymore because, wait a minute, my friend Eric Anthony t- uh, called me. Okay, babe. Okay, we're, sorry. We're doing a podcast. Sorry. Focus. And we're back in the room. And we're back. <laughs> um, babe, do you have a call out call in this week or should we save it for next week? I would like to call out. Oh, wait, we got to do call out. Call in. Call out. Hey, call in. Hey, call out. Hey, hey. Call in, call out, call in. Oh, yeah. Call out, call in. Hey. Um, so I, I only have a call out and oh. it's, I'm calling out David Goldsmith. Damn it. I'm calling out David because What'd you I know what this man told me? Uh-oh. He has not seen Sister Act one 
or two. It's true. And I think that that is honestly racist. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, not really racist. Maybe but just I, like white supremacist. Maybe maybe white power structure. I just don't get it. I'm like, it's a classic. It's a classic. Both of them are, but especially two. So I miss And then Whoopi you want to be movie. in on all of our jokes, you but, know, because I'm a 90s kid. So when my friends come over and we joke... We give you direct lines from the movie and direct musical, uh, you know, moments. And David is looking clueless. And it's getting weird to me. Clueless, another movie I love. Now, do I get to pull my set it off card for, uh, for Sister Act Oh, now Act here he two? goes. Because if I, if I can use, do I need to use it now for, for Sister Act 1 and 2? Tell the kids because this is a gag. All right. So I'm going to pull my set it off card. Um... Because Which I'm, has nothing to do with Sister Act. Except, it's just another black movie. <laughs> and, and, but 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 just so we all know, the song that plays underneath Queen Latifah's death scene and set it off is a song called "Up Against the Wind," and I wrote the lyrics for that. So, Ooh. no, don't don't play it. Don't play it. Oh. You can play it if you can find it. I don't know how quickly you can pull that up. Well, that's, very good because it's computers a, and things. Because it's a it's a you know. So I'm just saying, you can call me out for Sister Act. That doesn't. It doesn't have anything to do but with. But if you do, with I'm gonna, Sister Act, David. I'm, I'm going to pull my set it off card, and the card has been pulled, and I will reserve the right to pull that card as many times as I need to. Um, oh, there's that song, Chris Young, Christopher Young, the great Christopher Young wrote the music, and Lori, Lori Perry. You guys know this Lisa song. Oh, it's a long introduction. It's a long intro, but you know, Queen Latifah, let me set it up for you. Queen Latifah, she's in the tunnel, right? She stopped in the middle of it. Here we go. She's thinking. She's trying to figure out, is it really worth it? Not because this Because it feels like she's lost everything. Vivica's running through the woods just up ahead of her. They just parted ways. And she's like, this is it. They're at both sides of this tunnel. They're going to get me. So let me have this moment to myself in this tunnel before I drive out and let these people shoot me up. You guys get the point. If you haven't seen Set It Off, I don't know what you're doing, but you got to watch Set It See, Off. See, and that's how you feel about me if I haven't seen Sister Act. Well... So I'm, I'm that's just, true. That's I'm true. Just, but I was not allowed to watch Set It Off because it was too violent. My mother was like, "Oh no, you won't be watching MTV, and you won't be watching Set It Off." One of my proudest moments. All right, and you don't have a call. So in. David wrote the the lyrics for that. Um, my call in is oh well, my call in is to all my white <laughs> listeners and friends. <laughs> I'm gonna call you in, that's and I'm nice. gonna say. Thank you for doing the work that you're doing. I know a lot of you have been reaching out to me. That's calmed down. Thank you, Jesus, because I just can't. But um, thank you for listening to people. Thank you for trying to be better allies. Thank you for reading the books. Boop, 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 boop. And I'm going to call you in to watch, I mean not watch, listen to another podcast called 1619. Um, I don't honestly I don't know a lot about it I just know that it's really good and that some of my friends have listened to it shout out to Carol Rose and I know that I need to listen to it so join me 
as we work together to find out the real history. 1619 is a podcast. It's long, y'all, but... Oh, it's worth it. You ain't doing nothing else. What you doing? Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah. What were the subjects of uh, of uh, things to do? 1619 is great. The podcast and go to NewYorkTimes.com and read all the articles. Uh, um, Nicole Hannah-Jones. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then and then there's amazing. another article um, that I'm going to recommend to you. Uh, Caroline Randall Williams wrote uh, an op-ed called You Want a Confederate Monument? My Body is a Confederate Monument. Mm-hmm. You need to check that out. That's amazing. Where can we check that out? Uh, also in the New York Times. Okay. Yeah. And and shout out to Molly O'Neill who who read the the Eloquent Rage book. Uh, I don't know if she was reading it already or what, but she oh, definitely finished it. it. We all had it. We had our dog-eared copies. Okay, David. So, all right, here's my call. All right, I'm going to do this real quick. So my call out this week is uh, 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 Jefferson Beauregard Sessions. Fuck you, Jeff. Um, so this guy, the Alabama U.S. Senate candidate and former attorney general, appeared to refer to Henry Louis Gates Jr., a celebrated black Harvard University scholar, as some criminal in a New York Times Magazine article published Tuesday. So this was the story about the beer summit back in the day when, uh, when cops came. Uh, so, some, some, um, some Amy Cooper called the cops on Dr. Gates as he was entering his own house in Massachusetts because there was some black man entering his own house. <laughs> and the cops came. Oh, my and, God. Uh, and, and, uh, and he was actually arrested and fingerprinted, the whole thing. So there was a huge scandal. Gates is a celebrated, you all know who he is, uh, doctor, uh, professor, and uh, so they had a beer summit, um, which what they called a beer summit, which was Joe Biden and uh, Obama um, and Henry Louis Gates, and they all talked it out. Um, what Jeff Sessions took away from this, the former freaking former Attorney General of the United States, who's trying to get his Senate seat back in Alabama, what he took away from all that is, uh, yeah, you know, Obama, you know. He invites the arresting officer to the White House, you know, uh, and some criminal. So that's my call out, Jeff. You're you're just unbelievable, um, but totally believable. And here's my call in real quick. People who wear your masks on your chin. This one's for Michael Kostroff. My, my dear friend. <laughs> who you can follow on Instagram, chin underscore safety. safety. Chin underscore safety. And he's right. Um, the mask goes over your mouth and nose people. That's really all I have to say about that. Um, so that, for me, was call out, call, call in, in, call out, out hey, call in, call out, call in, call out, call in. All right, babe, I want to leave us with um, the words of... What uh, time are we at right now? Oh, um, we're, we're running long, but you know what? Yeah, but what's the time? We're I living our lives. I love to end at a good round number. 50. We're at 50 right now. Okay. So here we go. I'm going to leave you with this. These are the words of uh, Daniel Watts, Jr. Um, this was something he posted on June 3rd, which I think was really incredibly helpful. Um, and really wise, as are most of the words he chooses to publish or speak about. You can see Daniel in his show, The Jam. Uh, So, Daniel, with your uh, uh, permission, which I have not secured, I'm going to read your words um, to close this podcast. White friends, give us a minute. We know you're sorry. We know you want to do better, but right now your words are falling on deaf ears. I mean, we hear you, but we're not listening. How does that feel? Now investigate that. 
You've had centuries to do this work. Centuries? Consider this the beginning of your decathlon training. This is not a sprint. Don't run out of steam trying to prove a point. How do we know this isn't some newfound black curiosity, a project for these pandemic times to be abandoned once the world comes back? At some point, you will have to admit why. Why were you silent? Why were you absent? Why did you stay ignorant? Because you know why, and we know why. Don't search for an intelligent answer. Give us the honest one, the one we already know. Understand that some things may contradict. We want to hear from you, and we want you to be quiet and listen. We want you to get out there and do something, and we think you've done enough. It's high time you learned to double dutch. Black people are not a monolith. Everything I just said will likely be contradicted by another black person. And they will be correct. Be ready. That's Daniel J. Watts. And this was The Swirl with Brian Dave. And scene.